AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next water fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back. It is the beginning of the water fire season and the beginning of Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we are so excited. Um, we are going to be having a kickoff event on Saturday uh, celebrating 20 years of the Met School. And we'll be talking to Dennis Litke, who is just fabulous, fun, and amazing. And he'll be able to tell us all about the history of the Met School, which everybody really should uh, learn a little bit more about. And then I've got Barnaby Evans, who will be my co-host today. Hello, Barnaby. Good afternoon. It's so great to be here. I know. And can you believe we're back on air? We're back on air. I saw our wonderful producer, Brett Ferruccio, and I was like, it's time. Um, I always feel like, you know, when we start this show that we're getting ready to kick off just an amazing season. And Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island is more than just about Water Fire. Uh, it's about all of the great arts organizations and other wonderful things that happen here in Rhode Island in the southern New England area. So we always love um, our listeners and, and bring them hopefully some great information. And so, Barnaby, uh, I've been gone for a little while just getting You have back. on a great adventure. On a great adventure, and back just in time for our first lighting and our season. And I know when I was away, you announced the season lineup, uh, and had a great press conference. We did. We had a great press conference with the mayor and the governor, uh, well attended, lots of good publicity. I just gave the uh, commencement address for Roger Williams University, which was... uh, I heard it was beautiful. It was amazing to see 1,100 people marching off with their education. That's something that you know a lot about. Our guest knows a lot about, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Yes, Dennis does. And I, what was your focus of your speech? Well, I was talking about really the state of the world and the importance of the educational opportunities in front of them to sort of engage with changing the world. And I was thanking Roger Williams uh, University for the honorary doctorate they gave me, and they also gave to Umberto Cranco of AS220. Very nice. And to William Warner posthumously for his work on the river, and it was a statement they were making about how individual energy and initiative can change a place, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about these three people sort of having an idea that had a public benefit, and not the way I phrased it, we somehow are deaf to the word no, and we just sort of figure out how to make the world a better place. Nice. And... Water is a big in, part of that. Yeah, it must have been very inspirational. And, you know, there's a lot of inspirational things that we have to look forward to this season as well. Uh, we, we announced quite a quite a heavy season, I would we say. Did, yeah. We still have a couple of dates that we would love to do. Um, three dates we'd love to add, yes. But we've got ten of them out there, which is great. Yeah, and, we, you know, we'll see the return of Rhode Island defeats Hep C fire, which should be phenomenal. And we're actually, right now, at this point, um, Dr. Lynn Taylor, who has pioneered the Rhode Island defeats Hep C uh, event, is receiving an award in Washington, D.C. for all of her work on getting people exactly. out and getting right. them tested. So that I know is in August. We've got CBS. in August. We've been doing testing there. It's been a it's been a wonderful partnership and an important story. And we often see Waterfire as an opportunity to share the strengths of the community in a way that 
other members of the community have more perspective and greater understanding. Yeah, so we're excited about that, and there will be a music stage on that night, and uh, we've got the CVS Charity Classic that will be sponsoring the fire on June 18th, which, check it out, is the same date as Gay Pride. So downtown Providence is going to be hopping. And that being said, we know traffic in downtown Providence, don't we, gentlemen? Uh, We're going to be putting out all different sorts of maps and areas to go and places for people to park. Well, it's going to be one of those nights that come early, prepare to enjoy yourself. There's going to be so much interesting things going on everywhere it'll be. Yeah. Um, We've always enjoyed it when we've worked with uh, Gay Pride, and hasn't been. it's been a few years. It's been a while since So just if people plan, uh, just expect to come down to see remarkable series of things. Yeah, and then so we've got some other great fires. Flames of Hope is returning again um, thanks to the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation and our other sponsor, who by the way sponsors this radio show, Lifetime Medical. So that's happening in early October. We've got our Salute to Veterans, Barnaby, which you yes, know is yep, near and dear to my heart. Um, that will be happening in November and the U.S.-China Institute coming back. So there's a lot of information and a lot of wonderful things to look forward to for the upcoming well, and, season. Uh, with that, we'll have the salute to Rhode Island educators again, teachers and educators with awards, right. award-winning teachers. Yep. So education is a big thing we look at. It is a big thing, and our season sponsor, Nortech, is very happy to be part of that as well. Um, that, that's a very large focus of theirs. So, yeah, we've got um, some wonderful returning sponsors. We have new sponsors. And I would encourage everyone to go to the Waterfire website, see the dates. We'll be populating um, each page for each date with the different things that are happening. Because if you've listened to the show over the past few years, you know that our brilliant boss and artistic director, Mr. Evans over here, seems to always be adding little things, um, sometimes last minute, and they're always wonderful (laughs) things, Um, and we will be keeping you up to date on that and all the excitement happening there. And then Barnaby... I can't imagine... Me adding things at the last minute. That's oh no, never not it's you. It's good to hear you do that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Dennis never does that. And that's well, Dennis. Hello. Hello. All right. Yeah. Speaking of education, it's exactly. an honor to have you here on the Thank show. You. Thank you. And Thank it's you. an honor to be celebrating, you know, the 20th anniversary of the founding of Met School, with our first lighting. Yeah. This coming Saturday. So no, tell us. That's very exciting. I'm, I'm proud to. Be your first lighting, because I love water fire, I love you, I love the Met, so it's all coming together. So 20 years ago, um, Elliot Washer and myself were, 21 years ago, were asked to design this school called the Metropolitan Regional Career and Tech Center. And the commissioner, Peter McWalters, and us got together. He asked us to design it with our nonprofit Big Picture, and we really wanted to design something that was very, very different. Okay. When you ask high school kids name one word to describe high school, what do you think that is? Boring. I'm asking you. What do you think? I'm guessing it's boring. boring. You got it. You got it. <laughs> boring. It's boring. I hope you all got it out there who are listening. So yeah. we said we're going to do a school that's not boring because if you engage the students, they come to school every day. They want to keep learning. Yeah. We put them out in the community. Find your interest and passion. Find great people out in the community. Actually, we had an intern working with you guys here. Um, We've had a couple of them, yeah. And then kids love learning, so they go deep, and they want to learn more, and that's what it's about. Uh, Do they choose their own curriculum, Dennis? Well, everyone has what's called a personal learning plan. So everyone's got to learn to write and to read and to do mathematics, but it's more like how to think like a scientist, how to 
think like a historian because it's about going deep in something, not just a little bit. So mm-hmm. everyone's curriculum looks a little different. Somebody who uh, might be interning with a doctor, their science is different than somebody interning at the zoo. So that's its beauty. Our mantra is one student at a time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And I know you've done a great job with that because, as you said, I had emails Becker, who was working with us and worked directly yep. with me for three years. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. Great. And now we've got Kanoa Cruz, who is mm-hmm. with us. Um, but I've got to tell you, you're right. They jump right in, yeah. and they, they're excited and smart, and I love the fact that you're cultivating what somebody's passion is. Yep. And that's what really prepares them both to be independent at college mm-hmm. or to be independent in jobs. They really learn and how. It's not like they've just been life. told what I to mean, do. Yeah, independent you're teaching yeah. them to be a success in all these fronts yeah. at once. Yeah. And uh, I must say the the kids we've had from the med school are just exemplary. That's great. You yeah, know, so 20 years later. So what? Phew! I know, And crazy. I'm still 25. That's the amazing thing. <laughs> you look darn good. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what inspired you to start this 20 years ago? I mean, this is like a different learning initiative. Yeah. Well, I've been a principal my whole life. I'm trained as a psychologist. And Elliot and I were at Brown University, and we got asked this. And we really said this is an opportunity. We had a great commissioner, an opportunity to really do it like we want, starting from scratch. Yeah. And he allowed us to do that. So... It's pretty amazing because we started with 50 students mm-hmm. in 96. Um, we graduated them four years later, and Bill Gates sent his top education guy down. Mm-hmm. says, I heard about this school. Fell in love with the school, called it his favorite school. That's kind of cool. And then gave us, my nonprofit, a lot of bucks to put it all around the country. So we have 58 Mm-hmm. Big picture met schools in this country. We have 40 in the Netherlands and 30 in Australia, a couple in Korea, Africa. So it's been very exciting. And how do, now, how have you been part of that? You've been choosing the different locations that this. this what happens is people come to us. Okay. So uh, the Newark superintendent, uh, the Camden superintendent, in New Jersey says, "I want one." Then the Newark superintendent says, wow, that's good. They're graduating everybody and going to college and we're better than Camden. So they want one. And Oakland calls. So it's really, uh, the good news is we've done a great job. The Met is the mothership. This is where we started. We have about 800 visitors a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they come here, they see it, they visit some of our other schools. And then my nonprofit is the one that really works out and trains them and does it. And that's the big picture. That's a big picture company, right. That's that's phenomenal. And then you're also doing something um, I was reading. On College Unbound. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a few extra minutes. So uh, (laughs) about eight years ago, we started a college because the same thing. If you're a poor kid, low-income kid, doesn't matter what nationality, what color, and you start college, Mm -hmm. only 11% graduated. That's it, huh? Yeah, and that's sad. That's not... The kids' fault, that's just something about the institution fault. So we started our own college, uh, partnering with different colleges. Now we're in the middle. We got approval as our own college in Rhode Island, and now we're going through accreditation. And now we're working with adults. There are 110,000 adults in Rhode Island who started school and haven't finished. And we figured out in the same way how to do an individualized curriculum, how to do it. So... It's, it's all connected because it's all about one student at a time, being active, doing real work. And is that relatively new, that program? That, well, we've been doing it with other colleges, and a year ago, a year ago this month, we got accepted to be our own 
freestanding college. That's yeah. fantastic. And we do it at night at the Met. All right. <laughs> okay. So, and if people want to learn more about that, they can just go to your website? Yeah, or... go to a website, either uh, Big Picture or College Unbound. So. Well, you know, I'm so excited. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about this basin lighting on May 21st, celebrating 20 years of the Met School, and talk to you more, Dennis Lickie, and, and the incredible uh, work that you're doing. And, yeah. Don't go away. Uh, right. Listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talking business. Hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we are underwritten by National Grid. So thank you very much, National Grid, for helping us to uh, bring information uh, to the public and to our listeners. And we have been having a great conversation uh, with Barnaby Evans, the creator of Waterfire, and my co-host, and Dennis Litke uh, from the Met School and the Big Picture uh, what is it, Dennis? The big picture, the big learning picture. Big picture, you got it right. Big picture, I got it right in the first one. You got one. it right. Big picture learning. All right. Um, we're a nonprofit set up to spread the philosophy of the Met and big picture. Mm-hmm. So we're too busy at the Met running our school. We're a state public sure. school. Anyone can go yeah, from the whole state. I think it's important state. for people to realize this yeah. is a public school. There's not a private school. No tuition. Everyone in the state who is interested in this program are encouraged to to apply. Yeah. And it and it's also we're talking 21 years ago. This was way ahead of all these discussions about charter schools and trying to you. This was a, a really a very innovative. Um, uh, award-winning program that's got a lot of notice around the world, and it's right here in Rhode Island. It started yeah. in Rhode Island. It's something to be justly proud of, and it's also a great resource for our students to discover a more flexible, more engaging way to learn. Yeah, and you know, it's an interesting thing when the governor talks about business a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, every one of our kids from ninth grade on is doing an internship with a business. And the data shows that if you're doing internships, you like to stay in Rhode Island. So you go away to college, you come back, work in the summer, because you're connected. So we got 2,000 businesses this year that are on our database working. So that's for free. Thank you, mentors. <laughs> and, and the mentors uh, really enjoy it. You know, we've been it, but we've I've talked to others who do it, and it it solves this problem that happens over the summer when people are out of their schools, and it's called the summer melt. Yep. And uh, you know, the academic achievement sort of takes second second fiddle to uh, enjoying the summer. And if you have this internship program, you keep your skills up. And that's right. Yeah. I've heard some research suggesting that it's one of the larger um, challenges between sort of a wealthier uh, student in a wealthier family and a student with less opportunities because very often the parents of that kid with more opportunities is putting them in summer camp or science camp or all this sort of stuff, whereas if the family can't afford that, there's a there's a, ga- a period of learning which isn't there, right. and so the internship programs that you guys do fills that in a great w- productive yeah. way. And the the interesting thing that you as a non-educator knew the word summer melt, but that started at our school. The research started at our school. See, um, I didn't know be- that. I know. Once again, no you one guys knows that, are right? leading because we looked at that, and in June everyone's going to school. 
but then they don't get their financial aid or something happens Mm -hmm. in their family. So we have the barbecue in August. We see half aren't. Right. And so we started the experiments there. Our researcher, Ben Castleman, went off to Harvard. That was his thesis. Um, and that's why every kid, when they leave in the summer, has a summer program that they're involved. So so they're using their mind all summer. Right. Exactly. I didn't know it started with you guys. I, I thought it was a very uh, astute observation when I first realized that it's it's a type of inequity in the type of educational exposure kids have that we don't think about. Yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, if you went to science camp, you're doing math, you're right. thinking about that, you're engaging with fellow students, you're learning. Um, and if you can't afford that, you know, there, it, it's a wonderful way to build a program. Yeah. And I have a solution to your parking problem. You do? Okay. All right, bring it on. At least for this Saturday night. Okay. So we have parking down at 325 Public Street in the community college behind us uh, at the wharf on uh, uh, um, Public Street and um, Allen's Avenue. We have buses going back and forth to the school. And then at 615, we got buses going every 15 minutes into Waterfire and back till 10 o'clock. So people want to leave their car there because we got a we got an all-day ceremony. The governor's coming there. We got representatives there. The mayor, uh, Ty Law will be there, Carol Raffelian. What time does everything kick off? So we start a bike fest at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. There's a carnival going on at 11 o'clock. Uh, senior projects are there. If you're interested in the school, we have a whole area for people who are interested in the school. At 4 o'clock, we're giving this Entrepreneur Award mm-hmm. um, that's going to be this beautiful ceremony. At 5, we're kind of honoring everybody, doing a little history. Uh, CVS has been incredible with us. Uh, Stan Goldstein, their founder, is our president. Big, and big fan, uh, Stan. Yeah, yes. So. Um, so it'll be pretty exciting all day. Food and, trucks. Uh, and I and encourage people food. to come because seeing the campus is important. Yeah, you yeah. guys have built that out of a just land that was just lying empty right. for a long time. That's right. It's a beautiful and safe place um, right. to come. And so I imagine you're expecting a lot of alumni. As yeah, that's as a great thing. At 3 o'clock, uh, we got hundreds signed up already mm-hmm. who actually signed up. So that's uh, that's going to be fantastic to see everybody for 20 years, 16 years of graduating classes. And, and last year, we had our first kids' kids coming so my first graduating class mm-hmm. daughter is in school second graduating class so that's fun because yeah. we can tell them stories on how mom was worse than them so. uh oh <laughs> that sounds amazing so yeah it's a whole day filled with activities and yeah if people can go down then they can understand really what you're doing and maybe they own a business and yep. they can be a mentor that's right and that's that's a really beautiful thing uh, to learn all your different curriculums and how things are moving along. Uh, and there's music cool. down there. Before we actually start, a fellow from uh, American Idol. Uh, is that what's called? David yeah. Hernandez. David he Hernandez. The, and I was I was looking at. Well, I thought I remembered him, and then I looked yeah. him up on YouTube. He's phenomenal. Yeah, pop, he was pop just, R&B. And he was just on the front of uh, whatever the uh, the big magazine is. He was on the cover recently. Mm-hmm. So he'll be singing. Some of our students, uh, Chachi Cavallo, who's well known. 
around here. Got the best song, Cape Verde. I won't be singing, so that's great. Oh, come on, Dennis. No, not. Oh, uh, I'm no not going to do it. Man. Yeah. Too busy that <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be at 7 o'clock on the Basin stage, so people can come down and really listen to some great music. And again, David Hernandez. Well known. Yep. He was on the Ellen Show. He was yep. all over the place. Yep. And he's going to be, uh, according to my information, debuting his brand new uh, song, Beautiful. I think so. I yeah. think so. Come and see him. Yeah. So that that's and then hang around. Okay. And what time for David Hernandez? Seven o'clock. So it's between seven and eight. Oh, you switched to yes. That's this is up now in Waterplace Basin. This is in Waterplace Basin. Yeah, because we transitioned. You were doing a bunch of things on campus. Yes. Now, yes. now we're transitioning. Okay. And what time does things start at Waterplace Basin? Uh, seven o'clock. So that's the beginning of seven o'clock. Okay. At eight ten we to stop. That, it's on the campus. That's okay. right. All right. So we're bringing buses about six fifteen down. Um, well, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it because. That's not the only stuff going on. All there's, right. There's more stuff. So you have been listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. I'm talking to Barnaby Evans and Dennis Litke about this weekend's basin lighting and all of the exciting things happening at the Met School and at Waterfire. And it's going to be just an amazing weekend. Uh, so don't go away. Uh, you're listening to AM790, your station for talk in business. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we are talking all about the Met School and the Met High School celebrating 20 years. Massive celebration this Saturday. Basin lighting at Waterfire. Incredible music on the stage um, for the lighting. By Met graduates, Met students. You know, it's a, it's, it's, students, it's a wonderful Met story. And, alumni, and we'll wait a minute because we've got to let people know. <laughs> that at that 8 o'clock time, we've got a 150-person torch procession representing all 20 classes that have gone through. But, you know, it was really interesting. Um, during the break, I was listening to uh, Dennis Litke, of course, who is with us, the uh, co-founder and the co-director of the Met School. And, Barnaby, you guys were discussing, uh, and it was very fascinating, um, the difference that people have when they when they look at learning and, and you know and how they perceive learning and Dennis you were saying some really inspiring things could you, could you expand on that well, it's funny when you talk to people about learning mm-hmm. most people know what learning is it's how to be good on your job how to think critically um, how to get along with others how to ask the right questions how to go in depth but then you ask them about schools and they forget that those things are important, right. and they say, oh, you got to memorize this. Right. But we know that most of what's memorized is forgotten. Mm-hmm. We know right. in this day and age, you can gather every information. Now, I love knowledge. I'm not saying not have knowledge. You can't solve a problem if right. you don't have knowledge. You have to know the science in order to be creative in it. But everyone says that creativity is important. That was the number one thing for businesses. But no one really tries to teach it or present it. Right. So... And, we, and creativity is problem solving. Yes. It's creative problem yeah. solving yeah. and being open to those discussions and those different perspectives. And I think you can engage students in it, and I think you've been doing it magnificently. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to a woman, Christine Ortiz, at MIT, who's starting a college because she's saying MIT's not doing it right. And she said, research is really problem solving, you know, getting and projects. 
Yeah. And that's what we do. You get a project, you got to figure it out. You got to, you know, if 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 somebody sees there's a problem, they're from the Dominican Republic and there's no health materials in their little town, they raise it, they figure it out, they learn how to uh, about the medicine, what's important, they take it over there. That's real. That has meaning to them. Well, so. it's more than just regurgitation that's right. of facts. That's right. It's an that's actual... Right. And the other big word that's going around now um, is deeper learning, okay? Because we're known in America to uh, uh, learn a mile wide and an inch deep, okay? Mm-hmm. So when we had a kid who came to me and said, I want to study the Vietnam War, I didn't know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he started reading about it because we have a flexible schedule. He took a course at Brown for teachers teaching history, took a course at Providence College, had a mentor, built a monument. And then I said, Joe, like, why the interest? Well, his father fought in the war, okay? And every time little Joe would ask his father about it from the time he was six on, like, Daddy, did you fight in the war? His dad would walk away. Yeah. When little Joe was 18 for his final project, he took his dad back to Vietnam wow. and did a and did a, a a blog on how kids can talk to their parents about the war. About now, that. did I care if the kid knew the Boer War? No, right. he'll get it. He went on to become a history major. He's teaching at our school, right. but he got to love history because he knew something deeply that was connected to him. And that's what we try to do for every kid. And this is an example where the school was positioned to be listening to the circumstance, the context, and be able to craft an individual program that would lead him to this period of discovery from his internal interests. And as you know, that's a fascinating story. Exactly. Because so often we try to have a curriculum that's just scheduled in a box and you have to fit the kid into the box. And there's some kids who do great with that, but there are a lot of kids who don't. And there's so much more we yeah. can do if we can get them excited about that. Yeah. And here's what's happening now. Here's why we're getting more and more popular. We knew it was right. People before me knew it was right. And mm-hmm. we did it, as you're saying, 20 years ago. But now the brain research. Mm-hmm. There's just a new popular book out saying there is no average. You can't just take it in a box and expect people to learn. Right. The brain research talks about how you get, when you're engaged, that's when the brain's working. Yep. Not when you're memorized. So now people have science behind it. To yeah. say, oh, wow, yeah. you're doing it right. So like, once so. again, Met School was 20 years ahead of this yeah. because you guys got it just from watching the response of the kids. We're now learning the brain is remarkably plastic, and it's making those connections in response to interest, surprise, the unexpected. That's what interests yeah. all of us, but that it particularly interests kids. So and that's what you need for the brain to, to build and those connections right. to be made. So you use the word, which is probably the most important, listening. Yeah. So most curricula is... You have it come down from the state or the district, and your job is to put it inside the kid. We look at the kid and say, what comes out of you? And that's by listening, by having resources. I give the example of when Michelangelo would see a piece of granite, he'd see the figure inside it. Exactly. And then start chipping away. That's our job. He writes exactly about that. I mean, he he was, was, yeah, you, 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 you want to facilitate the uh, the miracle which is within the stone. That's and what, you're doing the same thing when do. you look at a young person. Kids are raw as ninth graders. Yeah, right. When they come out of here, we chipped away, supported them, helped them find that passion. There was a little girl who said her whole life she's wanted to be a teacher. So she comes in ninth grade, put me in a middle school. That's where I want to be. We put her in. 
three months later says, I hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, thank God I found out about it, out, yeah. you know, yeah. when I'm yeah. 14, yeah. not when I'm a teacher, when I'm 24. And did she find something she did love? Yes, she did. And then she went and said, I think I love computers. And then after a year, she said, it's not really interacting with people. And finally, she got the confidence that she always loved to be a dancer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't just a hobby, but how can she turn it into something? Sure. And a lot of our kids in their uh, final speech at school, every one of our kids gives what I call a valedictorian speech yeah. in front of their parents because it's one student at a time. Yeah. And so they give a speech in front of their parents, in front of kids. Um, and they all say, thank God I found my passion during high school. I don't have to waste time in college. Now, they may change. We all change. But at least they're they're a little more settled on what they love because they've had so many experiences. So. You know, Dennis, there's another thing I wanted to talk about with respect to the Met School is that you really push these kids. Yeah. Um, you've got remarkably high graduation rates. Yeah. And cynics sometimes say, well, okay, they've lowered their standards or something like that. But that's not what we've seen with your kids. Yeah. You actually raise the bar and get the kids excited about really accomplishing things. Yeah. And very often, once you light that spark, they do, can do remarkable things. And again, the statistics are amazing. Yeah. 90% of your students are graduating. Yeah. 97% are going to college. Yeah. And no, it's been pretty good because you're lighting the fire about learning. Exactly. Okay, that's what you're doing, and it, and it's funny because we all know it. We all faked our way through school. I remember my first year, 20 years ago, a little girl's giving an exhibition. We make people talk for an hour about their work. Yeah. You can't cheat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're standing there in front of your mentor who yeah. knows you didn't do that. Your mom, you can't say you did homework all night. Right. She knows you're watching television. And this kid said, "I read. I finished my first book." And I was a little embarrassed, you know, like she just read one book. And then she says for eight years, she never read a book. She would read the front cover, the back cover, pass the test, you Mm -hmm. know. Or another boy, I went to give a talk and he brought eight books with him. He said, I want to talk about the books I read. And he's talking about Malcolm X, all these fat books. And he says to the group, he had never said it to me. He said, I never finished a book up to eighth grade because the teachers were always telling me what to read. Once right. I could pick what I wanted to read, yeah. I can't stop reading. Right. So it's just a beautiful – our teachers are amazing. It's very hard to be this kind of teacher mm-hmm. yes, because you have 16 different curricula. How many you, teachers do you have, Dennis? Well, you follow every 16 kids. I've broken up. We get the same amount of money as any other district. So mm-hmm. we're not – we don't get anything else. There's a formula. Right. But we break it up different. You know, I don't have department chairman. Every teacher has 16 kids that they follow for four years. So they know their family. We talk about enrolling families. So I just use the staff differently so you really know everybody and uh, and can help them push because part of learning is about a relationship. Of course you don't have a relationship, is. you're not going to learn. So. Yeah. And self-motivation is a key part of what you're doing. And once you've managed to transition the student to being the motivating factor, you've solved a lot of the problems. Yeah. Because now they're, um, you know, it's once they get the momentum and the excitement and realize the return of how they learn something and they're now more articulate in the world, they become self-starters and then they keep right on going. That's right. And, and then the teacher you... can be a resource to yes. provide to them rather than having to be the the motive to 
push them through something that maybe they're not doing? They are really teachers. Are, we call them advisors. Mm-hmm. Are really guides by their side. They're to push them. You can't fall through the cracks at our school. You, you know, you can get away with stuff once in a while, but teacher knows. Teacher's meeting with parents. You got to stand up every 10 weeks. What do you, you, you know, mm-hmm. that's hard to do. So, Barnaby, you understand this stuff. Maybe when I get old, you could come on as co director to run the Met when you get tired so, of water fire. Are you ready well, for that, Barnaby? Well, I understand it because I've been, you know, we have had a series of great students come through and yeah. I've heard them speak in terms about what they're doing, why they like it. And, you know, one of the things we're doing with our uh, project right now is we're renovating a building and we're hoping to come get some advice from you on how physically making a boat that might be in the water that you could then measure the salinity and the temperature and the salt content and things like that. If you Um, have a real project, everything's there. And I've got to give some kudos to Barnaby because I've been with you for 12 years now, essentially, I think, or 11 or 12 years. And Barnaby teaches the way that you're speaking, your advisors teach. You show people exactly kind of how to do things and how to move along, and you really do um, help with people's strengths. So that's that's a hat on the self-motivation thing, I had uh, a kid and was talking about his work, and he said, I stayed up till 2 o'clock last night, 2 a.m., and then he looks puzzled, and he said, no one told me to. (laughs) He was, like, disgusted (laughs) at himself, but because it was his project, and he did. Well, I mean, these are just beautiful stories. We're going to be coming to the end of the show pretty soon. We've got another quick segment we're going to do when we come back. But, again, we're talking about the Met School and just what an amazing... uh, place it is and i hope that everybody goes and visits on saturday and then comes down to water fire to see the yeah, yeah. massive celebration uh music and everything else um, performances absolutely. And performances so we'll be back in one moment having a great time here talking to dennis litke and barnaby evans and you are listening to am 790 your station for talk in business and water fire ignites rhode island And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And once again, a very large shout out and big thank you to National Grid and Lifetime Medical uh, Services. They are uh, local and um, just an incredible company that is uh, helping us to bring you all this wonderful information and allowing us to have great conversations uh, like we are with Dennis Litke from the Met School celebrating 20 years. So, Dennis, it's been such a pleasure to uh, have you here and to learn more about what is happening at, at the Met School. And, you know, we don't have a lot of time left, but I, I, what would you like to focus on? And, and really, let's kind of bring home. Yeah. I guess the exciting thing to me is that when students enter the Met, it really does change their life. They really get transformed. They get an education. They get transformed. If you look at our kids, are in every single college there is. Um, our alumni, you know, we had alumni overseas playing professional ball. We had alumni won the uh, Advertising of the Year Award in this country doing all this amazing stuff. You have yeah. social workers. You have educators. You have scientists. That's what makes me feel great. Yeah. And they all say, I had a boy fly in from Chicago as an entrepreneur. And he said, if I were to come to the school, I wouldn't be who I am now. He's running right. his own company mm-hmm. right. in Chicago. He graduated four years ago, then graduated from college, and now yeah. he's out on his own. So I so, guess... So, Dennis, if, yeah. if, if a parent or a, a student, potential student is hearing this, how do they... 
How do they learn more about the Met School? So there's a lot of ways. Um, We're on 325 Public Street, so you're welcome to just walk right in into the Justice Building. We have... It's a beautiful campus, beautiful gym, beautiful center, and our recruitment office is there. Um, I'll even give you my assistant's number. You call her directly. Oh, okay. You Bring say, it on. you say, Tara. I heard Dennis on the phone. I want to come to the Met. Her number is four zero one seven five two. Two six four zero. She'll kill me, but call her. Yeah, she's gonna kill you. <laughs> um, and uh, you can go to the website. Uh, there are a lot of ways. So. Uh, and the Met website is metschool.org. Um, uh, yeah. Or yeah. .edu. Uh, uh, no .org. .org. So metschool. Yeah. Yeah. .org. Yeah. So it's just because it's so life changing. The kids tell me mm-hmm. it's like an important decision. It's hard if you're leaving eighth grade to leave some of your buddies behind. You know, if you're in Westerly or you're someplace else. We have a school in Newport also. You so, do? So we have six small schools. Yeah, won the Green School Award. You can see the ocean from our school. It's wow. a beautiful school that we built for that area. Mm-hmm. So if you live down there and you don't want to travel, it takes care of 16 towns there. We have students from every single one of the 39 cities and towns. So, And if, you want, if you're listening to this and want to be a mentor, say, I really want to work with a kid. Sure. Um, call my assistant. Same yeah. thing. Same number, <laughs> just keep yeah. calling. Just the she'll, she'll probably change the number. But. Well, and, and we'll have more information on the Met School on the website. Yeah. That, yes, definitely. Yeah. You know, or come so. Saturday and visit. Come Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've just been exciting. The beautiful thing on stuff you're talking about that we were kind of way ahead of the ball 20 years ago. The fact is you don't find many very many progressive schools that are doing what's right that last this long. Yep, so, so that's con- what I'm proud of. Congratulations. Thank and you know we want we're going to be signing off in about 1 minute, so I want to remind everybody Saturday, May 21st, head down to the Met School or head over to the Met School early, find out all the wonderful things they're doing, have some fun, and then head down to Waterfire for 7 to 8 o'clock, music on the stage, and then 8 o'clock, 150 person torch procession of alumni and sponsors and everybody celebrating this wonderful school, and we will look forward to uh, talking to you again uh, next week. Barnaby, thank you for being such an oh, awesome co-host as always. Welcome and, home. And thank you. And, and Dennis, Dennis, it's an honor to be with you today. It's great it's to be with really you guys. I, I love it. I just want to add in, uh, next week, the damn Yankees are back. So we're getting preempted and we're going to be here on Wednesday from 4 to 5. That won't happen a lot. Regularly we'll be here you, with uh, you on Thursdays from 4 to 5. But everyone, enjoy this beautiful day and we hope to see you down by the river.